COVID-19 won't become severely ill and get better relatively quickly. However, a significant number have had long-term problems after recovering from the original infection, even if they weren't very ill in the first place. This is known as Long COVID, which is our Talking Heads podcast discussion today. I have two lovely ladies joining me. First of all, welcome Tanya Mather. Thank you, it's lovely to be here. And Kate Mulvey. Hello, hi everybody. Nice to be here. Hi, Kate. I want to start with you first, Kate, because you actually have Long COVID. So um, when did you get, when were you diagnosed with COVID then? Well, last March, I was, I came to Spain on the 12th of March, and then, of course, we locked down. On the 17th, I started to feel ill. And I I have, I'm bronchial. I know a bronchial cough. And then when I had the fever, I've never felt so ill. And I had a cough 24-7. But actually, my muscle ached from, from coughing, but I couldn't breathe. There was an emergency number, actually, in Spain at that time. And when I gave my symptoms... The doctor said, right, we're sending an ambulance over, took me to the Costa del Sol hospital where they had a whole unit for us COVID people. Um, And if you remember, so that was the 23rd of March. And at that time, of course, we all thought we were going to die. So I actually had all my things packed to come to the hospital. And they were very, very good. We had chest x-rays and everything. Anyway, I was diagnosed positive and discharged with an opaqueness in the lung. And they gave me a prescription for a barrel full of um, antibiotics for pneumonia. And to be quite honest, I was so relieved I was going to live and the next morning I could taste my coffee that I hadn't come to terms with the fact of how long it was going to take to get better, or not better as the case may be. Wow. what sort of symptoms has it left you with then? Well, what it is, and I went to the doctor the other day, it's when, if if you exert your, I already have migraine, uh, chronic migraine, but the symptoms of long COVID are like any post-viral. And so any exertion, by which I mean putting a duvet into a duvet cover, that, even that slight exertion triggers a whole raft of it's a malaise you can't describe it's not tiredness it is whereby if you do not lie down in that very second you feel you feel terrible and that lasts for 24 hours so I, I went to the doctor um because I hadn't been able to see one for over a year and he and I came in all happy and chirpy and he said right I want you to stand up and sit down on this particular seat for a minute and I found it quite difficult. Now, he looked concerned because clearly we don't look unwell. And he said, right, you're going to the long COVID clinic. And this was really quite significant. Now, it wasn't, I didn't have any problem with oxygen in the blood. It is simply, and some people say the virus can leave, its, whilst the virus leaves the body, it leaves its imprint in some people, gets into the cells, and then the immune system tries to fight an imaginary virus, which is why we have all these debilitating symptoms. Awful. Awful. And so you had no no trouble breathing even when you were first diagnosed with COVID? No, I did. When I, when I went, what I coughed up blood and oh. I couldn't breathe properly. Now, I wasn't 
it wasn't, I didn't go on a ventilator, but it was bad enough for the doctor to say, you need to get an ambulance now, we're sending an ambulance. I was in Marbella, basically. Um, and it was scary because, of course, it took, we didn't know we were going to live. Oh, how frightening. How awful. <laughs> it was frightening. Can't imagine. I'm I'm lucky. Touch wood. Touch everything. I've I haven't had it. I know plenty of my friends have. Presumably, you haven't had it, Tanya. No, I haven't either. No. No. Could you give any advice of, of how Kate could make herself feel better? Well, you know, listening to Kate and wow, it's 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 amazing, you know, to hear your your testimony and you know, it just sounds like that maybe you had something and this is what the evidence is proving that sometimes and not every single time um that a lot of the times is when there's a pre-existing condition that you're more susceptible to the virus. Um yeah. so obviously it's it's something like that and I think that that, you know, there's a lot of fear that goes on and fear, you know, that that whole, the stress of, of everything is what debilitates your immune system as well. So not only are you are you being attacked mm. by a virus, but you're also experiencing other emotional things that are that are not helping. Um, so as a wellness coach, you know, that, that this is something that, that I deal with a lot, which is which is stress. Um, and also, you know, just to how to build up your immune system, because what it does, the virus, what it does, it attacks, attacks your immune system. But it also um, it's 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 the part of the inflammation. So if there's a pre-existing inflammatory issue, then what happens is it affects it. It creates more inflammation. So just to make it simple, you know, you cut yourself and then that part will swell. Right. And that's your body attacking. So that's what it does. So your body starts, there's an inflammation process. So I think in long COVID situations, what's really helpful is to deal and to, to deal with the, the inflammation part of, of, your, of your body and, and try and reduce inflammation. Did you have a pre-existing yes. illness, Kate? Yeah, I do. I have, um, I actually have Epstein-Barr, which is from glandular fever, but I have migraine. And in fact, the migraine ratcheted up to such kind of debilitating state that, yes, you're right. It, I don't know if it's inflammation. No, that whatever you have, once you have post a post viral conditions and the problem with post viral is that they don't know what it is. All the blood tests come back normal. And that is why. They can't, they don't, they haven't done enough research. And so they don't know how to treat it other than, as you say, um, Tanya, it is, it's to kind of don't put any more kind of exertion on your body. In a way, treat your body well, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Will it ever go away? Do you know, Kate? You know, not necessarily. I, I've had Epstein involved which, again, is a slight uh, fatigue thing uh, for decades. Um, and this is what the thing about post-COVID, whether it is long, uh, long COVID, is there's an arc of, of varying degrees of illness. Some people haven't been able to get out of bed. Other people's lives have been decimated because they were running marathons before and now they can't work, walk to the shops. So the impact is individual to every person um and i can say right well i'm lucky because i can go for a walk but on the other hand as i said i can't 
if I do the hoovering, I feel exhausted. And, and as I said, it's not a normal exhaustion. So what we're looking at are people's lives that the future is unknown. And as you said, Tanya, that you're also dealing, I suppose, with the emotional aspects. I've already had, I already have a pre-existing, I know the road, that that's a lot of sleep. When people say, okay, you get up at 10 or you get up at 11, um, you're a slacker. It's very difficult to say, if I don't do that, I'm going to be severely ill. So there, there's as there's also prejudice as well, I think, because we look well. What was the and condition you had, Kate? Because I think it broke up a little bit. What What's the con- precondition you had? Oh, right, yes. It's a slight. I had Epstein-Barr. Epstein-Barr is part of the herpes family. It's not that herpes. It is from glandular fever. Now, some glandular fever is actually very much like COVID in the sense that a lot of people, some can actually, have, it can it can integrate itself into your cells, and some people carry on having post-viral um, a condition which is called Epstein-Barr. Now, in America, they know it very well, and it's actually been, it's actually in some of the soaps they talk about it. Um, and they have Epstein-Barr benefits. And it's the same thing. It, it, it's it post-viral. Um, but long COVID is particular. I and mean, one of the things it's particular is that it can give you a persistent cough. It can give you the symptoms of COVID. Um, so I think the medical profession are taking a long time time and maybe it's woken and then I suppose it's it's people's reaction to you if you're coughing and they say oh she got COVID and you know if you've got the (laughs) symptoms of COVID (laughs) I was in Zara and I had a mask on I had and I suddenly started coughing and everybody moved away (laughs) and I thought no I haven't got COVID I've had I, it. I'm double vaccinated. That so, when I walk down the street and I'm on my own, and some, I see somebody coming past, and I start coughing, and they walk to the other side of the street. So I feel very <laughs> safe walking around at night alone. <laughs> so that's yes, the thing well, to do, Carl. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I yeah. had um, I had glandular fever as well, Kate, when I was 19, and I can mm. only imagine what long COVID is like because I remember not at 19 you know being healthy I couldn't even get to the top of the stairs at work I was absolutely worn out so it it sounds like a very similar thing Mm. and I've also also got the Epstein-Barr virus and it lies lies dormant yeah and what will what will make it come out is stress whenever I'm stressed then it'll then it'll it'll flare up but you don't get stressed do you no, <laughs> I don't do stress. <laughs> what do you mean you have it? So have you, I had a test where I, the antibodies were, were high. Is that the same as what, as, have you had the same thing? So so when the last time it flared up, it was when I was working and I had a, I had a, I had a very stressful trip that I used to work as a travel director and um, it flared up. And so I went mm. to the doctor, I got the blood test and they said it's Epstein-Barr. And I'm like, oh, really? And I had no idea wow. what it was. Yeah. And um, so that's what it, that's what happens is that when I get stressed, that'll, it'll flare up, which is common of any of the, of the um, 
of the herpes viruses you know how you can get a cold sore and usually that's when you're stressed that will it will come out when you're stressed or any of the other ones so so this is I think I mean I'm not a medical doctor or anything so I don't know but this is a virus and if the virus does stay in your body what what does you know make it worse is stress so I think a really important thing if you are suffering from the 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 long COVID is is the stress and you know I I I heard you Kate when when you know when you sleep a lot sleep is one of the most important things for you and so if you have that association Mm. of feeling that shame because you are sleeping get rid of it get rid of it completely you know oh I don't have it no no I don't I don't have the shame but what I but what it what is evident and this is evident James Dellingpole he he was a Times writer and he had Lyme's disease now they're all the same once Mm. they become chronic the symptoms Mm. are the same and he said um, people's reaction now, you know, over, over decades, you say, well, of course, I, I understand it's their problem. But what because you don't sit, it doesn't mean to say that you're not feeling well. Yeah, I don't know, Kate, I'm just I'm just thinking that, you know, if you take on other people's comments, I think a lot of the stress that we do go through is when, you know, if somebody says to you, you know, you're looking great today, and then you feel good. And if you they say you're looking awful, what's wrong with you, you don't feel you feel worse, right? So I think it's, I think it's important that, you know, what other people say is, is to distinguish that that's their opinion. Mm. And that's what they're saying. And that's, that's their belief system, but not to take it on, not to take on that. Because if you do take that on, then your, your belief system, the power of belief is huge. So if you take on their beliefs, we take on everybody else's beliefs, but what are your beliefs? And really be strong in your beliefs and say, no, I need, my body needs to rest. This is, and it's honoring yourself and honoring what is good for your body to support your system so that you can thrive in life, you know, so that you can. And if, if you need to sleep 10 hours, sleep 10 hours. And if they do say something, it's like, yeah, yeah, I needed to sleep and just smile it off and just move on, you know, but try not to take on that, that, the, the judgment, other people's judgments, you know, of it. They, oh, no, but- they don't. They don't understand what you're going I've through. I've never taken on judgment. And mm. that is something that I have always been like. I'm freelance. I do my own thing. I've, I've had my own path in life. Mm. And I've always said you can't be all things to all people. Exactly. People will judge you. Other people will judge you on something else. So mm. I've always said one can only be oneself. Um, and this idea, as you're saying, if somebody makes a comment and you introvert in that if you absorb it, they're basically transferring their toxic feelings onto Mm. you. And I think as women, we all learn this as we go through life Mm. because this is what women are very good at, some women. So I think that if you are discerning and you want and you think for yourself and, you know, then it's going to be a natural progression that if you think something, that's up to you. But that doesn't mean to say it has anything to do with me. Yeah, here, 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 yeah, definitely. (laughs) Good for you. And have you learned any tips since March of how to deal with long COVID, Kate? Yes, I have. Um, One of the things is the boom and bust, which is, we all want to go out um, and have a good time. And one of the things I've got from long COVID is hyperacusis. <laughs> the list is endless, which means the body has turned sound up. So 
Um, it's actually great being in my bed because you can be outside. But once I go into a bar that's got music, I, I can't stay there. But of course, we all want to go out. And I, I factored in, I think, Tyler, you said it's rest, that you go out one day. I can't then say tomorrow I can come out again. Mm. Because another of the things, and this I didn't have before, was even even talking more than half an hour, say, on, on, on the phone is exhausting. Mm, and what's yeah. interesting, a friend of mine in London also had um, a terrible sort of time with COVID and has continued to be exhausted. And she actually said to me, Kate, I can't talk anymore on the phone. And I thought that's quite amazing. And so I think rest, don't do boom and bust. Yeah, learn when to stop, I suppose. And have you have you lost your sense of taste and smell, Kate? No, thank God. I thank lost goodness. it. One of the things when I when I had COVID, I didn't want to drink the coffee in the morning, which is like unheard of. Um, and interestingly, that only lasted a week. When I came back from hospital, I could taste again, and that was another thing where I thought, great. Um, no, that that that's one thing. But I have heard that happen. Um, yeah, I know I a couple that too. long daily. Yeah, yeah. My daughter-in-law, she had it same time as you in March. Since then, she hasn't been able to taste or smell. So it's awful for her. And a friend of mine's daughter-in-law, um, and she's only late 20s and has had no underlying illness at all. She got COVID and has been left with exactly the same thing. She's tired. She's got a little tiny baby and she's tired all the time and mm. can't smell, can't taste. So it really is quite shocking the way it's affecting people. Do you know something? Children who have no choice but to look after those children, which is tiring at the best of times. I don't have children. Um, but when you're caught in a lifestyle, you know, if you're part of a family and in order to, to pay the rent, you've got to go out to work and you get long COVID, I think it's devastating on so many levels. Yeah, yeah. Any more tips what Kate can do, Tanya? Yeah, lots. <laughs> well, looking looking at looking at inflammation, you know, you, it's it's really important to to you know to assess your basically your pre pre COVID health diet and lifestyle. And I think you know we were looking at sleep. Sleep is an important thing for your recovery. Um, you look at a diet, so a, primarily an anti inflammatory diet, which you know can be a, very rich in in omega three and turmeric is excellent ginger, fruit and vegetables that are rich in antioxidants and whole, whole grains. You want to try and avoid, I don't know, things like, like fried foods and, um, you know, sugar, sugar is really bad. Anything sugary, so avoid sugar. And cured meats are also very, very inflammatory. Um, and you might want to get some, some, you know, some kind of supplements. You know, your zinc is really excellent. Um also, you know, maybe something like um, some green tea. Green tea is said to be really good and a great antioxidant um, as well as you could start your day and having breakfast, you know, with a, a, a super smoothie with berries and greens and maybe with some kind of, you know, protein powder. And I, know <laughs> I can see Selena's face going, <laughs> she doesn't like healthy Anything healthy. <laughs> The thing is, the thing is, I do granola. I do granola, <laughs> and I, and I, I think it's interesting you say anti-inflammatory because I found I couldn't do cheese. 
Mm. It would upset my stomach and I stopped using normal yogurt. And that is one of the, don't they, they call that one of the, uh, an inflammatory food, don't they? Yeah. Tanya? Yeah. 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 What do you mean by anti-inflammatory? I'm thinking, um, when you say, I I actually started curcumin, which is turmeric, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I already used to do omega-3, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it's quite interesting. What do you mean by anti-inflammatory? Because that's um, probably quite a successful uh, diet to go on. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, there's huge resources on online. And there's actually somebody who I would recommend incredible because he talks about the Epstein-Barr and all sorts of other viruses. His name is Anthony Williams and he's a medical medium. He's done a huge amount of, he's got lots of books, he's written tons of books and he's got some really amazing um, resource. I'm actually going to be starting the liver cleanse, the liver cleanse. So I'm I'm busy preparing myself for that after the summer (laughs) of of fun. Um, But that's really good. But the thing is that, that what's also, because if you've been on antibiotics, what's really important is to take a probiotic because what happens when you go on an antibiotic it 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 really messes up with your flora with your gut flora and there's there's an incredible correlation between the gut and your your health and your brain actually so a lot of people might be experiencing brain fog and it might the source might actually come from from your gut so it really is important what we put into into our body and then you you can put some good fermented foods which will regulate which is things like kimchi and sauerkraut um live unflavored yogurt actually um as well as kefir so those are those are different things that you can that you can take as well yeah and it's also you know there's there's other things that are called adaptogens which are very good for stress there's a couple of you know adaptogens which are like ashwagandha these are a lot of them are are um are from the ayurvedic tradition but you've also got nettle leaf you've got Again, turmeric. Um, you've got the reishi mu- mushroom, which is excellent as well, and tulsi, which is like a it's a basil. So those are some of the some some examples. And also, you know, the supplement with vitamin D. The problem, yeah, the problem with if you start down the supplement route, there's never it's never ending. You could end up becoming bankrupt because <laughs> once you look at all the things, I mean, two months of curcumin is like twenty quid. So we're starting yeah. already, Tim. You know, so so I I actually one of the things I do, which I think you said was bad, was whole grains. I think are very good, especially things like quinoa and brown rice, mm-hmm. which feed the gut flora. I exactly. um, took a probiotic and a very very I think a fifty billion one, which again are expensive. After I had the, I mean, because the antibiotics I had were almost like horse tranquilizers; they were enormous. Um, and I and I was like, the, the way to do that is really diet. Um, mm-hmm. So for for me, I'm not a vegetarian, and I do believe that there is good meat is good in moderation. It has iron. It has a lot of um, protein, but also nuts. Nuts are not as expensive yeah. as, as supplements. I mean, I yeah. found that. If they're high energy, you know, if you look at, say, if you look at bananas, bananas got zinc. If you can, I think one of the things is I tend to eat the same thing all the time because I can't be bothered to cook. And I don't have a lot of carrots, a lot of yellow vegetables. And I think one of the things is, I suppose, to look at things, to look, to make sure you're getting 
um, a cross-section, isn't it, really? Exactly. Of vitamins and yeah. minerals. Um, yeah. When we look at our diet, we actually try and go into the spectrum of all the colors of the rainbow. And one of the ones that we have least of is the purples. So like berries, yes. you know, the blueberries and things like that. Beetroot is excellent. We need a lot of that. The red cabbage and so on. And um, yeah, so that's that's something. But what, going back a little bit to the meat, what you want to try and do, and it might be a little bit more expensive, but it's our health really at the end of the day, is that meat that is usually based on grass-fed animals is higher in omega-6, which is inflammatory, which is the higher. So if you have meat that is grass-fed, there's a better balance between the three and the six, the omega-3 and omega-6 ratios. Colors, just colors of the rainbows, before. the colors of the rainbows, Tanya, is, is the brown in there because chocolate's brown? <laughs> <laughs> Cacao. 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 <laughs> on a great day <laughs> yeah exactly oh lordy well sadly we're coming towards the end of our time kate i really really wish you well it's it's so yeah. awful to hear what you're going through yeah. you look amazing you look very well yeah and tanya thank you so much for being with us again uh, that was tanya mather and kate mulby that is the end of today's talking heads podcast if you like it please press like and subscribe